the school. Controversial topic, man. We finna connect educators around the globe, you understand me? Yeah. Y'all tap in, tune in. Charter school. Charter school. Public school. Public school. Charter school. Charter school. Public school. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Charter school. Public school. Charter school. Public school. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Alright, charter school versus public school, man. I got a very important guest on the uh, show, Mr. Michael. We just having some elevated dialogue. I tell everybody, school to you, don't fool to you. Um, so, Mr. Michael, how long have you been uh working at a charter school? Well, so I'm going on my fourth year um at a charter school. Well, I've completed four years, uh successfully completed four years, but I'm aiming towards my fifth year. Um, once it started in in August of this year, uh, 2023. So I'll be working on my fifth year. I'm in the charter world. And what 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 inspires you to want to be a teacher? And what grade do you teach? Oh man, it's, it's it's plenty of reasons why you know I became a teacher. Uh, just the bridge builders that that came before me, um, the influencers that that uh, helped me mold to me to the person that I am today. Rather, that's a basketball coach, a mentor, uncle, a dad. Um, an elementary teacher uh, that that taught me how to be patient, that taught me how to have peace, and taught me how to have structure. So, you know, all those bridge builders that was influential in my life, those are some of the reasons that I wanted to become a teacher. And I just wanted to make a, a powerful influence on the next generation of people. And I think me being a black male, I think that's, that, that's very, very needed. Like I say, I just enjoy uh, just molding our scholars to become the best version of themselves. Well, since you went there, how, how important is it for them, our scholars, to have somebody, particularly a black male, somebody that look like them that they see on the day-to-day? Like, how influential is that? Oh, uh, man, it's very important from the simple fact that they need to see somebody who's positive, they need to see somebody who's successful, and they need to see someone who's doing something outside of what the media portrays us to be. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, just having that 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 male figure who's structured, who's, who's positive, who's willing to... Uh, get a shirt off their back and 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 put that hard hat on to to put to to put the work in, but also willing to be delicate and and uh show a sense of empathy for everybody's circumstance. I think that's that's extremely needed in our school system across the across the board. And uh, what what city do you you teach in? Oh, I'm currently teaching uh East Point in the city of East Point. I teach fourth fourth grade currently. I will be teaching fifth grade next year at a different charter school. For the sake of the podcast, we're not going to say the name of the school you work at, but East Point, like, so what state is is East Point in? You know, because I got listeners all around the world. I'm familiar. What, what, what state, state is East Point in? Oh, East Point, Georgia. Oh, oh, so you up in my, oh, you in Atlanta. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm in A, man. I've been in the A the last five years, man. You know, I'm, I'm kind of been, um, I st- I'm stationed in, in Morrow, Georgia. I live in Morrow. Okay. Not too far from South Lake, uh, South Side. But, um, I've been I've been working in in East Point, Georgia, you know, for the past four years. Okay, okay, and um, can you describe the uh, neighborhood that the school is located in? Wow, uh, I would say it's pretty diverse. Depends on what side of the street you're on. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, you got a lot of gentrification that, that that's taking place in Georgia and a lot of different places where you know a specific area that might have been um, how can I put it. 
looked a certain type of way. Um, you have people come in from the other side of the tracks that come in and try to build it up. Right. You know, buy everything up and build it up. So um, as it pertains to the school I was currently working at, it depends on the side of the street you're on. You have some nice, nice, nice homes. But then you go not even a minute down the road and you see where you might have a, a bando here and there. Are you in the uh, trenches? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, some of the stuff that some of the great rappers like the Outcast spoke about and, and, and Goody Mob and, and people of that nature, you know, they spoke on some of these areas. Right. And, you know, but it has it has pros and its cons, just like anything in life. So, yeah. um, so not to get off subject, you only taught in Georgia or did you teach in another uh, city too? Nah, I actually it's my I only taught in Georgia. Uh when I was in Florida, I was uh, uh I tell a lot of people I'm a man who kinda kinda indulge in different things that made me more diverse. Uh I began my I, I began my journey uh in recreation because I, I played collegiate sports and I ran my own community center. So that was kind of like the foundational component of getting back into the the essence with the children. Because like I said, I ran my own community center that I was in. The, the poverty side of, of, of Gainesville, Florida. Okay. Um, I enjoyed doing that. Then I decided to go to nursing school for a year. Uh, went to nursing school for a year uh, to get my credentials and kind of mold myself and, and join on with my mom and my brother in regards to um, having our own home health business. So I, I indulged in that for a little bit. Didn't really like it, uh, but I did get the opportunity to try to put my foot in and see if I really enjoy it. But something that's always brought me back to education, man. I felt like I always want to either be an athletic director or a uh, assistant principal. So that's what brought me back. Had a baby. My my fiance now told me I need to move up to Georgia. The opportunity is here, and, and I didn't look back. So that's that's kind of where I'm at now. We definitely have a lot of opportunities in this in this city for um, you know people that look like us. Um, mm -hmm. so. I got introduced to the whole STEM, STEAM curriculum about two years ago. I started working with a lady, um, and we go around to the different schools and, you know, diff do different STEAM activities. Are you familiar with the STEAM and STEM curriculum? Yeah, very, very familiar. Um, you know, a lot of what, what's going on is that, you know, you have a lot of schools that are going towards the different components of um, the educational sector. So you're talking about science you're talking about math you're talking about technology you're talking about sometimes even agriculture and things of that nature so um i'm very familiar with the with the stem aspects um currently i'm you can consider i'm a stem teacher i always taught math and science got my undergrad in biology and got my uh and i had a minor in math so you know i've, I've taken a lot of math um and i've taken a lot of science so uh i'm very familiar with that 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 side of the educational sector so it's safe to say, and in today's society, STEAM is a, a way of life, you know, for our mm -hmm. Um, How do you feel about self-education, and uh, what age do you think kids should start or be introduced to self-education? Oh, self-education? Um, I would say uh, self-education is very, very important because it's going to come a time in life where you have to do or indulge in things from a by-yourself scenario. All right, you got to learn how to take tests by yourself. You got to learn how to do critical thinking and reasonable skills by yourself. So um, you just got to figure out things about life. So with that being said, I think that is a process that got to got that got to start at an early age. I would say between you know uh, second and third grade, just trying to get those being able to do things by yourself. 
Uh, but with that being said, I always think, you know, the team aspects of things always make things flourish. So, of course, you need that independency. You need that autonomy. But, you know, being in a situation where you have multiple people that can help you be resourceful, I think that's very important also. And I and I totally agree with you. Um, This next question, why do you think teachers are important? Oh, man. Uh, teachers are the, outside of parents. Teachers are the foundational figures. Um, they are the people who 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 start uh the process of building leaders and and and, and future business owners and doctors and lawyers and things of that nature. So you know they are the foundational uh component of that. So how important is classroom management and um how do you handle uh behavior problems? Man, classroom management is like the, the focal point of any type of classroom across the country. If you don't have uh, classroom management, uh, your classroom is not going to thrive. And for me, I think that's where um, structure and discipline always come in at. I think that's kind of where I start my school year every year with the classroom management portion. Before I even get into the lesson planning, before I even get into uh, programming, how my class is going to go throughout the year, you got to set norms and parameters at the beginning, all right? It's called just being able to structure, all right, how are my students going to enter my classroom? How are my students going to act within my classroom? All right, not necessarily classroom. I call it a classroom because you're building, um, it's, it's, like a, it's, like, it's like a female, you know, you're creating something. So these are my children that I'm creating within my womb. So um, classroom management, again, is very, very important. That is the structure of your classroom. That's how you that's how your classroom is gonna go. That's how people are gonna perceive you when they enter your classroom, whether it's parents, evaluators, or scholars. That's how it's gonna that's how you're gonna be viewed based on your classroom management. Most definitely you're definitely gonna be viewed by the classroom management. Um, and uh we got a lot of people tuning in from around the world, so you know this is very uh they wanna know about this. How do you feel about the pay uh, for teachers? Do you think it's adequate or they should be getting paid a lot more? Than Man, it's a trick question. <laughs> um, teachers are very undervalued, man. Like, I think it's... it's not, not to cut you off, why you say they're undervalued? Uh, because, you know, it's, it's a lot of things are political. Uh, we're living in a space where everything is going to a political sense. You know, what can we do to save money or what can we do in order not to get the people that actually deserve it, they just do. You know, it's certain it's certain occupations that I think that are just extremely needed and they need to be paid what they're worth. All right, teachers are one of them because, like I say, they are the foundational figures for creating the leaders of tomorrow. And if you don't care about, you know, the leaders of tomorrow, then I will see why you won't want to pay teachers. But if you care about the next generation of people coming up in America, they're going to be equitable in society, you have to pay people their work. Teachers are mentors, they're model citizens, they are taxpayers, they are leaders, they are teachers, they are educators, they are scientists, they are role models, they are father figures, they're uncles, they're cousins. They're all of these different type of things. And it's not like you're just doing a specific job where you're only doing one thing. They're doing multiple things at a time. Okay, so... Uh, teachers are very undervalued. They're very underpaid, and you know it's time for people to put put.
put that money where their mouth is and go ahead and pay these people. If they want the education sector to thrive, pay them a little more. Pay them them a little more. Because I feel like if you you pay people their worth, they will work even harder for you. You can't pay people crumbs and then expect them just to come to work every day and do X, Y, and Z. Um, So, you know, you have a lot of people that complain about the school system, parents specifically, but what are you doing in society in order to are you really speaking up for these teachers? Are you uh, speaking up for uh, what is needed in the urban schools? Because when we really break this thing down, we understand that urban schools are not getting the same type of funding that some of the schools are getting in North Atlanta. So, you know, that's a whole nother story, but you know, I just wanted to hit on that. Hey, that's that's definitely a whole nother story. And uh, that's why I'm doing this uh, whole podcast, what you just spoke about, like, Teacher need a voice, you know, and, and uh, I don't want to say they being taken for granted, but you know, sometimes you know I, you got to shine the light on something that's very important and 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 it's very valuable for for not just us, but for the next generation. I definitely want to have you back on the show probably at a later episode. But uh, okay. charter school versus public school, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, man, Mister uh, Michael, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate it for having me, man. I really thank you. Uh, this is a refreshing experience. Like I say, man, I, I value educators, I value teachers, I value uh, people like yourself who who create podcasts for people to talk in this space and really give the audience, you know, those thoughts and ideas to push the, the envelope forward. So, again, man, from the heart, appreciate you, bro. You know, whenever you need me, I'm here. So let's get to the nitty gritty. Charter school versus public school, let's talk about it. It's a business that advocates for professionals who work in the education system. Education is important because it can essentially change your life. Yes, we do engage in dialogue about the difference between the charter school and public school system. Our website is www.charterversepublicschool.com. Once again, our website is www.charterversepublicschool.com. Charter school. Public school. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Knowledge is power. Gonna get smarter. The new cool is smart. So gonna get smarter. Public school. Or send your child to a charter. Recess. No recess. The children love recess. The substitute teacher. Look a little stressed. I encourage all my students to strive for the best. To strive for the best. And never nothing less. They some honor roll students getting A's on the test. What's your favorite subject? What's your favorite subject? Math, science, language arts. What's your favorite subject? You a scholar, young brother. You not a suspect. A reader is a leader. Don't pick up that book. Charter school. Public school. Charter school. Public school. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast.